0: Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today, I have a little bit of a, I guess, an accountability episode for you. It's for me too. These are things that I'm going to be focusing on in 2024 and I feel as though they will be helpful for you if you are geared up for a big year. We're at the end of January now in Australia. I feel like this country just kind of shuts down for most of this month. It actually annoys me really. Uh, I'm always geared up ready for a big year in January and you know, you contact different businesses, you know, for example, if you want something done around your house or whatever, you just can't get it done because people are having extended holidays. And number one, I'm angry because they're having extended holidays and I'm not. And number two, I just, I'm impatient. I want to get shit done now. And I am really excited for what this year has in store for me. I've got a really busy one and I am putting some things in place in my life to improve my business and my my world in general and I'm just going to go through them with you today in this episode. So I hope you enjoy it, but to start off with and I know some of you may roll your eyes, but I've talked about this before. There's reasons why, you know, any sort of personal development coach or business coach or anyone really talks about setting goals is because they actually work. You know, you've got to be able to set goals in your life and in your business and break them down and work towards achieving them. Because if you don't ever have anything to work towards, or if you haven't worked out why it is you do the things that you do every day, day in and day out, it makes it very hard to move forward or progress in life. So, You know, if you're one of those people that holds back from setting goals because you're too scared or it's too big of a goal and you just feel deep down that it's unattainable, but then you actually sit back, you don't do anything, and then, you know, time passes and you see other people ticking things off the list, kicking goals, and you haven't moved anywhere, it's because you haven't actually taken the time to sit down. Work out what it is you want to do, what you want to accomplish and break it down. Now, I like to do this in my business and in my life and in my life, I mean, fitness wise and habits and things like that. I love, you know, setting goals and breaking them down and then, you know, looking at the daily things that I do that work towards, you know, me getting to those goals quicker. So I'll give you an example for a business goal. Now, I'm going to use a revenue goal for you. Every month in my salon, I have a monthly revenue goal. Sometimes I switch this up. I've actually got a couple. I, I have a yearly revenue goal. Of course, um, the goal is always to crack the one million. And I also have quarterly goals and I have monthly goals. I usually break them down even smaller, but The smallest sort of big goal that I have is monthly and this is what I share with my team in the salon. And at the start of every month, I will sit down, I'll look at our reports for the same month in years gone by. Now, I know this is a little bit difficult if you haven't been in business very long or perhaps you haven't been tracking your income. If you don't track your income, please start. If you're using a booking system, an online booking system, you should be able to, you know, look back and see how much money you've made in, you know, years gone by, or months gone by. Doesn't work if you are taking cash and you're pocketing it, you're not putting it through your booking system. So, if you do that, I'm not saying... Don't do that or do do that. Like I have talked about this on the podcast before um, and with my coaching clients, if you want to grow your business, if you want to have a legitimate business, taking heaps and heaps of cash out of it is not really a great idea because you're never going to be able to properly track your income. You can't prove to a bank that you're earning good money, you're not going to be able to secure lending. you know there's so many things. If you want to sell your business down the track, it doesn't look as good as it really is on paper. And people want to see proof that you're actually making money. So, if you are taking cash and you want to continue on doing that in your business, I would advise you to keep a little notebook somewhere where you keep a record, you know, physically of how much cash you're making and taking. I'm not a financial advisor, but like I said, if you you want to grow, you want to be a serious business owner, I would say, make sure there's a paper trail. So, yeah, I sit down at the start of every month and I look at past years gone by with the same month. I look at how many people I had working for me because obviously your revenue is going to change depending on the amount of people that you have working for you. And I also look at the surrounding month. So, what did we do last month? What did we do the month before? You know, identify trends. I look at if we've got public holidays and things like that, because again, that's going to affect your revenue if you're closed for more days of the month compared to the previous month. And then I'll set my goal from there. So obviously, I don't believe in setting it the same as what I earned last year or the year before or whatever. I always try and go higher you know, what, what's the point of setting goals if you're always just trying to do what you did last year or the year before. So, I always add more on top and then I break it down. So, I break it down by how much money we need to make every day on average in my salon. And then I break it down by staff member as well. And then I will actually present that to my team in our team meeting so that they have an idea exactly how much They need to be earning, like how much money they need to be bringing in every day in that month so that we can reach our overarching goal. Now, I have team meetings every week on a Friday, and I will revisit this goal every week. I will check on our progress, I'll break it down again for the girls so that everyone knows exactly where we're at. They know if they need to work a little bit harder, if we're falling behind. So, if our daily average has gone up from the beginning of the month, we know that we are actually falling behind in terms of our overarching goal for the month. So, this is how I always stay on track. And, you know, when you break a goal down like this, even just to the daily amount that you need to make, or it doesn't even have to be money. It can be we've got a new service that we've brought in or we've decided to promote a certain service for this month and we want to do 50 in this month, how many days are you open? How many of those treatments do you need to do per day on average to hit that goal and then come back and revisit it, you know, once or twice a week to make sure you're on track? If you're falling behind, you know, if you were meant to do two services a day of this particular service, every day for the month to hit your goal and, you know, for the first week of the month, you only did one each day, you know that you're going to have to push a little bit harder for the rest of the month. So, when you break it down and revisit at regular intervals, it makes it really easy and it feels like it's so much more achievable because you're actually just looking at the daily effort that you need to make rather than this massive thing that just feels very difficult to accomplish. So, my other tip for this would be have your goal written somewhere where you see it regularly or it could be a visual image that represents your goal. So, I have a goal this year. I'm just going to put it out there because accountability in the universe, law of attraction and everything. I am a speaker at Lash Fest in Toronto, Canada, in May. And there's no freaking way I am flying economy. My goal is for myself and my husband to fly business class, and it's going to happen. So, you know, when I am doing things, when I'm doing the hard things that I don't want to do, I actually have a little picture on my desktop, on my computer, of the Qantas business class cabin. So that reminds me to keep working harder because that's my goal. I've only got a couple of months to go until my trip, and obviously, I'm going to need to book my flights slightly in advance, but it's been a big month so far for me in my businesses, and it's looking like it's going to happen. So I will definitely stay on track. I'll keep that image on my desktop. And yeah, I will keep you updated towards that as well, just to keep me a little bit more accountable. You know, if you've got an accountability buddy, that's another great way to stay focused. You know, have someone that's asking you and checking in with you regularly how you're tracking towards your goals. Make sure you've told them as well what your goals are, because it's not going to be very interesting or something that that person keeps doing for you if they don't know what it is you're actually working towards. Okay, so the next thing that I am implementing in my life this year in 2024 is Andy Frisella's power list. Now, I've been listening a lot lately to Andy Frisella's podcast. It's called Real AF, and you know, he's a super successful entrepreneur from the USA. If you don't know him, he's the creator of 75 Hard. I'm sure that you've all heard about the 75 Hard. But I've been listening to Andy and he is amazing. I love how real he is and, you know, how he just sits there and swears his head off and doesn't, doesn't care at all. I think he's worse than Gary Vee. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I get a lot of value out of his podcast. And anyway, he back in one of his really, really early episodes, uh, he talks about a power list. And this is just so freaking simple. It's, it's not funny. He has a book and like a notebook, just a small notebook, and he writes five hard things on it that he needs to accomplish every day. So, I've tried to get my head around different productivity apps and, you know, I use notes in my phone a lot and I, I'm i trying to get my head around Notion, which is a productivity, it's an everything app can do anything with it. I think that's why I'm so overwhelmed with it is because there's so many different options with Notion. But I've been trying to get my head around it. And honestly, I just think that I'm overcomplicating everything when really at the end of the day, I just need to get shit done. And putting pen to paper is probably like the quickest and easiest way to actually, you know, make sure that you do that. And so in this power list, you have five really hard things. You don't have any more than five because doing more than five is overwhelming. If you never finish your to-do list, your power list, you're always going to feel like shit. So the goal here is, you know, these five things need to be hard. So for example, for me, I've been training for a long time now, you know, like weight training, making sure I get my steps in and things like that, but it still feels hard. So you know, I'll put my workout on there, and I'll put ten thousand steps, and then I'll put create new sales email for salon goals, or you know something that I'm offering, or call client that complained about this service with this person, and you know try and get her back in. You know the hard things, things that I don't want to do. I don't really want to do it. They feel difficult, and. You know, the idea is once you've actually ticked off those five hard things, you know, you can go and do other stuff, but at least you feel some sense of accomplishment. So it actually gets you in the habit of tackling those hard tasks every day. Now, some people, this is Andy's teachings, not mine. You know, this is the first time I'm speaking about this since I've started trying it and is working very well for me so far. But some people, they'll whiz through those five things early on in the day and they'll be like, I'm doing it wrong. You know, I finished these five things and, you know, just felt, you know, I, sh- I should add all this other stuff. And it's like, no, you, you accomplish the hard things. You know, you can go get other stuff done. But the idea is as you get used to tackling those five really hard tasks and some of them start to feel easy, you start to change the tasks. So, for example, after six months, getting 10k steps in every day might feel easy for me and it's just habit. I've created a habit by this stage. So, I wouldn't put 10k steps on my power list because it's habit. I don't need to do it. I need to focus on something else now. So, it's all about building those habits, making those hard things feel a little bit easier and having the quantity of hard things a lot less than what we load on ourselves. You know, I, when I look back at some of my notes in my phone at my to-do list, they're just ridiculous. And I always, you know, would just continue working through till 10, 11 o'clock at night because I hadn't finished my to-do list. And, you know, my husband would say to me, how was your day? And I'd be like, oh, didn't get enough done. Didn't get enough done. And I'd always feel like a failure. So, the power list has been really valuable for me so far. If you don't know him, go look him up. Andy Frisella, creator of the 75 Hard. But yeah, try it if you struggle with getting the hard work done because I know it's very easy to write a really big list and just do all the easy stuff and you feel like you're busy but you're not actually doing needle moving activities. Okay, next thing. I'm going to change what I'm doing. So, everyone's heard the quote the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So, if there are things in your life that you don't like, or there's results that you're getting that you don't like, or you're not getting results at all, it's probably time to think about what you're actually doing daily that can be changed. For example, I haven't really run any ads for my coaching business, my personal brand, Lauren Lappin. And, you know, I create a lot of organic content. So, this podcast and my Instagram and all of that sort of stuff, it it takes a massive amount of hours. And for me, I feel that my following on Instagram is not growing fast enough for my liking but I mean there's a whole lot to be said about having a small audience that are all engaged which I do I'm very grateful for that but I'm guilty of just you know chasing those vanity metrics with some things um and I know your follower count is a vanity metric but I do feel that you know if people do come across your account and you know you have 10k plus followers I suppose you just might look a slightly more legit so I know it's silly but it's an idea that I have and I think this year I'm going to start doing some ads because, you know, if I continue to do what I've always done in this business, so put out five pieces of content a week on social media and I release one podcast episode, how can I expect to get different results to the results that I've already gotten? I just can't. So I need to change something that I'm doing, you know, and it might feel uncomfortable. It might feel scary. It might take an investment. You know, obviously with my thing that I'm changing and I'm changing a few things, this is just one example with the ads, it takes investment as well. But you're looking at investment of time versus investment of money, you know, what's more important to you and you've got to look at the leverage you get. I spend a lot of time on content, on creating new organic content all the time. And I do make decent money, so why not invest some of that to buy back a little bit of my time and still get better results? So, I hope that makes sense, but change what you're doing. If you don't like where you are in your business, in your life, your daily routine, you need to change it up, start doing something different, You know, test things. You don't need to be a perfectionist. Try different things, see how they work, trial it, keep notes on it, and then reflect on your progress. You know, has this one thing that I've changed, is this different type of content that I'm putting out there, has that got me more followers, more shares, more likes, you know, more saves? Is this diet that I'm on, is it working? Have I lost weight? You know, have I gained muscle? What do I need to do? You know, what if I tweak this? Let's test that, see how it goes for two months and, and you know, look back on the progress So always reflect back like you do with your goals. So if you're not happy, change what you're doing. Try and change it up for 2024. Which brings me to my next point. Change. It's uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. It's meant to be hard. It's meant to feel yucky. It's meant to feel scary. It's meant to be risky. If it was easy, if it felt good, if growth felt good, if change felt good, everyone would be doing it. Everyone would be uber successful. But people just aren't. We're hardwired to seek comfort. Human beings are hardwired to seek comfort. So don't worry if you're, you know, in the comfort zone because it's just your nature. It's everyone's nature. But if you can build habits and just going back to what I was saying about the power list, making sure that you actually tackle those hard tasks every day. And you know i i'm I'm going on a tangent here, but you know people think that it's the big grand gestures that get them results, you know, the big things that they go and do. oh, i I did this coaching course or I did, you know, I've spent ten thousand dollars on an advertising campaign on TV or whatever you know, these big grand things that are going to suddenly make your business successful or, you know, you invested in a personal trainer or whatever. It's the little daily efforts that make the difference. It's the habits that you build over time that actually get you results. You know, so you need to just be focusing on winning every day. So, Not winning the year so much. And I know that the title of this podcast episode is How to Win at Business and Life in 2024. But how you do that is by winning the day. And you might not win every single day, but if you're winning more days out of the year than losing, you're still going to win the year. And you don't even have to look at it at the whole year. If you're winning four days out of seven in a week, you still won the week. That's how it goes. So don't be so focused on the grand gestures that you need to do in life and business that you think are going to yield you results. It's more the daily grind. You need to be uncomfortable a little bit every day. You need to do those hard things every day, build those habits and stay uncomfortable. Stay a little bit scared. It's got to be it's got to be hard. It can't be easy. Because everyone would be doing it. So make sure that you are feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Next, this is a hard one for me. Schedule in some downtime and stick to it. And I know I'm really switching up gears here. But something I didn't do in 2023 was relax. And the funny thing is about relaxing for me is I come up with my best ideas when I'm relaxing. When I'm on holiday and I'm actually not doing work, (laughs) because I do a lot of work while I'm on holidays usually, I have the time and space to think and usually my best ideas come to me. My best ideas come to me on holidays, they come to me when I'm in the shower, usually if I'm walking and I'm not working or listening to a podcast or something like that and I'm sort of free to think, I will have good ideas. So, for content, for my business overall, anything really. So, you really need to give yourself that time and space. And if you're a high achiever like I am, it's really hard to stop. So, five things on your power list, tick those off, feel good about it, then rest. Yeah? Make sure you rest. Book in holidays, book in trips, book in a weekend away, book in one day off every couple of months. You know, on the last episode of the podcast, I was speaking to one of my coaching clients, Sarah, and she spoke about scheduling in one to two days off every six to eight weeks and how beneficial that can be. And I agree with her, even though it's really hard. Me having a full day off, it just doesn't feel right. But like I said, going back to my last point, you know, you have to get uncomfortable and If I'm feeling uncomfortable having a day or two off, you know, I think that that might be a good thing. I can let myself relax and have more good ideas. So, making sure that you schedule in. And if you don't schedule it in, usually it's very easy to just keep working. So, make sure that you do. Make sure it's, you know, laptop closed at 6 p.m. or tools down at whatever time and, you know, you stick to it or, you know, This weekend, I'm going to Sydney with my family and I'm not taking my computer and I'm not going to answer any messages about work or yada, yada, yada. So, make sure you schedule it in so you feel okay about it. Lastly, investing in yourself. I am a big fan of investing in yourself and your business. I feel that when you have skin in the game and that is, you know, money on the line I feel that you just value the information that you learn and you're more likely to implement it. Now, I always have had some sort of mentor or I'm doing some sort of online course or or whatever to better my skills, but I'm just going to ramp that up this year. I'm going outside of the industry. I'm seeking training and coaching from, you know, really successful business people in other industries just to get a little bit of a different perspective and in different things. I This year, I am going to be investing in a communication course so that I can actually communicate what I need to say a lot more effectively. And this will help me with my written content. This will help me with my spoken content. So, here on the podcast or any videos or stories or anything on the internet, and also speaking on stage, I really, really want to be an amazing on-stage speaker and that's a really big goal for me. So I've got a few speaking events this year and I just really want to knock it out of the park. So I'm investing in myself and I'm excited about it. I think that when you rely on free content, now I know that this is free content, I consume a lot of free content as well. I listen to a lot of podcasts, like I was saying earlier, Andy and Ed Mylett. A fair few coaches there, you know, with their free podcasts, which are amazing. But I feel as though, like I said, when you don't have skin in the game, you know, it doesn't matter whether you actually go and do the things that those people are saying you should do. I found that I get a lot of questions on Instagram and things like that. I get a lot of emails, which is fantastic. I love it when people reach out, but they want tailored advice because they've listened to me deliver 70 odd podcast episodes or, you know, they've seen me on stage or they've followed me on Instagram or whatever. And, you know, they're asking for tailored advice and, you know, I'll kind of come back and I'll be like, okay, that, yeah, I can, I can certainly help you. You know, here's the link if you want to book in for a session. And, you know, suddenly it's like ghost. And I just think that free content will only get you so far because you haven't invested money You haven't got a lot riding on it. It doesn't matter whether you follow the advice or not. Now, speaking of investing in yourself, the doors to salon goals are finally open again. And I'm so excited. I had a little bit of time off doing salon goals at the end of 2023 because I really felt that the course needed a bit of a revamp. And I've done that. Um, I've changed the, the way that I deliver it all of the modules are pre-recorded and all the resources are all there every module will be released weekly and you'll watch that and then actually jump on the live call and ask me questions about it and you know you can get information tailored to your current situation or you know maybe you've gone and implemented the advice and you've got new problems now because you're like okay well that's working but then this happened and now i've got too many clients or now i'm making too much money what do i need to do so every week we're going to have an hour long Q&A session i'm going to be accommodating for two different time zones so there will be a morning session on one day and then a late afternoon session on another day during the week so you jump on whichever call suits you or you can jump on both if you like so you get double the coaching time. So, I'm really, really excited about that. I've also added two brand new modules. One is on using AI to grow your beauty business. Now, AI sort of came about at the end of 2022 and it's really blown up over 2023. I have been using it quite a lot in my business. It has been saving me so, 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 so much time. But a lot of people get stuck and they just think that It's just going to write captions for them. But I'm going to show you in this module how many different ways I use AI and not just ChatGPT, other platforms as well. So I use different AI platforms for different tasks because some perform better in different areas. But I'm going to be sharing all that with you in the AI module And I've also added a social media module, so updated information about what's working on social media right now and a lot of information on how to become more confident, showing up, being authentic and actually attracting your ideal customers through your social media because I feel like a lot of people in the beauty industry really stuff this up. You know, they go and create content for others in the industry when, you know, really you need to be focusing on getting clients in your local area. So, you need to speak their language. You need to create content that resonates with them, that educates them, that inspires them and entertains them, not other people in the industry or your friends and family or whatever. So, the course actually goes for 14 weeks now. It used to be 12, but it's 14. I am so, so excited about it. If you want more information or you've been on my wait list, please head to www.laurenlappin.com.au forward slash salon-goals. I will also link that in the show notes of this podcast episode. You can read all about the course, what's in it, what the price is. There's a payment plan as well, which a lot of people find really useful. And there's heaps and heaps and heaps of testimonials on there and results that my past Salon Goals students have gotten. So, if you want to find out a little bit more info about that, head to the link in the show notes, and there's also a link on that page if you would like to apply. So, Salon Goals is strictly application only. You'll need to apply. Myself and my team will assess your application and let you know if it's successful, and then I will be sending through the link to join. So, we are starting on the 12th of February. It's only a couple of weeks away. I'm super-duper-duper-duper-duper excited about it. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask me. As per usual, if you've got any value out of today's content, I would love to hear about it. Please snap a selfie. Show me what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast. Pop it up onto your Instagram stories and make sure you tag me. I always reshare them. I love it when people do this. I love to see how you're listening and what you got out of the episode. But that is all I've got for you today. I will see you all online soon.